Halloween Well, big head, you ready to hit the links? Yes, sir, Mr. Dupet. I'm ready, ready. Can't wait, sir. Ready. Well, we're getting ready for another exciting game of Conglomo Golf. Oh, um, I wonder who's gonna win. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. And uh, this is Max. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nailed it. (laughs) Uh, This is episode 144. We're talking Rocco's Modern Life teed off. Mm -hmm. We mentioned last week we've been really looking forward to this one. Yeah. For years. Yeah. <laughs> and uh you know we're our, we're doing our thing this year we're picking episodes we want to talk about and this is an episode we really wanted to talk about uh max did you have any familiarity with t-doff no i mean uh, you, you've you've become our rocco expert you, have you, i <laughs> you've been on um i think our last bunch of rock yeah i guess i have yeah the out cold is that what it was called? Out cold. Um, out cold. Cabin fever. Cabin, cabin fever. fever. <laughs> out cold is a really bad movie. <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, didn't you do our hollow, sugar frosted frights? Yeah, uh, I did yeah. that one. And there may have been. And one then there more was another there. one. Yeah, um, where there was like a factory involved. But, hmm. um, but yeah, factory? so I guess this is Christmas my... episode. I don't know. I'm not sure. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I guess I have become. Quite the Rocco guy. Yeah. So have <laughs> you seen t Uh Prior to... This. This. Um, not to my recollection. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but... Uh, Take that as a <laughs> <laughs> Um, Are you a golfer? Actually, I am, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I played all through high school. I uh, played as a young kid and almost went to college, um, but I ended up going to a, a bigger college where I couldn't quite make the team. Wow. So, uh, so, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I'm the best golfer I know. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Uh, for the most part. I yeah. mean, I can beat most people. Wow. <laughs> Which is... Have you golfed with Andrew? Uh, no, I haven't. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you... But, you golf... You, like, didn't no. you kind of, in high school, like, uh, play for fun? We went or? to, like, the driving range occasionally. Oh, okay. But <laughs> All right. <laughs> hit it in the yard. <laughs> Okay, I overestimated. <laughs> uh, uh, well, good. You, so you're definitely going to add some like expert knowledge here. Oh, I hope to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Well, uh, Max is here, and if you're familiar with uh, when Max is here, at least for the last couple months or so, we like to do a new segment called Take It to the Max. Uh, the whole premise here is that Max does not know the questions he's going to be asked but he has a very short amount of time to give me an answer to that question mm. if he uh does not give me an answer in that time we simply move on okay. right um, the bat. now we used to do 10 seconds and it's just been too excessive it's too so <laughs> i use it though you do which probably isn't best for the listeners <laughs> <laughs> so you know we're, we're gonna shorten your time frame here what do you think is Fair. I'm not going to go ten, but... Uh, five? 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 Okay. Yeah, sure. That seems right. Um, so, are you ready? Yeah. All right, 
here we go. You have five seconds per question. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Favorite golfer? Phil Mickelson. Okay. Uh, worst job you've ever had? Um, working at Giant Eagle, which is a, um, a grocery store here. Good. Uh, can you play the piano? Uh, no. I'd love to learn. <laughs> okay. Uh, Star Wars, or would you rather watch a Star Wars mm. movie or E.T.? E.T. Oh, wow. wow okay. Uh, Beethoven or Paul McCartney? Paul McCartney. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I got it. Uh, f- <laughs> f- football or golf? Golf. Oh, okay. Uh, what's, your, <laughs> what's your favorite board game? Ooh, oh, man. <sighs> Risk. Oh wow! Oh. Just got it in. Okay, yeah, good, good choice. Uh, do you believe in alien life? Ooh, uh, that's pass. time. Uh, <laughs> Elton John or Billy Joel? Oh no! Oh, what? <laughs> Just no. no? no. <laughs> I didn't. I'm I don't sorry. know if that's wow. illegal taking I'm it sorry. to the max answer. <laughs> no. I am so sorry. <laughs> no. Okay. Last question: uh, putt putt or driving range? Um, I think putt putt. Okay. All right. Uh, well, that's it. Good job. Hey, thanks. You, you um. Okay. What do you think, putt putt or driving range? Putt putt. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Love putt putt. Yeah. I think it's that's more the accessible, right. and you can have fun with anybody. But there yeah. really, there's these like high end driving ranges now, right? I've been to one. Yeah. That new one. Yeah, but yes, there's high end driving ranges. Uh, wait, did you like it? It was cool. I went with my father, and it's like uh. They track your ball somehow, and they have different targets, and it's all digital, yeah. and you just play against each other, and there's food and beer. and Cool. Yeah, it's cool. Interesting. Yeah. Very nice. What about uh, Elton John or Billy Joel? One of my favorite answers ever is just no. <laughs> Do you have a preference? Uh, Elton John, for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. What? I don't, what are you? Yeah, I don't know. They're, like, they, they're equal to me, kind of. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess if I had to throw it on... I'm going to throw on Billy Joel, maybe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rocket Man on repeat, maybe, huh. is what I'd prefer. One song? Yeah, between the two of them, Rocket Man's my song. That's not a like hot take, I guess. No, but I... <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, favorite board game, Risk. Cool. Yeah. Mm. What's your favorite? That's tough. Know. I would question. blow it. Good thing yeah. it's not taking it to the yeah. Joey. Uh, hmm. Catan. I do like Catan. Love Catan. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I... But five seconds, it's really tough. Yeah. Catan's great. Maybe it's probably... <laughs> yeah, it's probably Catan. Uh, okay, this is taking a long time. If you're new to the <laughs> Big Orange Couch, sometimes uh, we get right into the episode, but sometimes uh, we talk about it, the month that it aired. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about the history. Uh, Rocco's Modern Life teed off, aired on July 10th, 1996 uh, we have not talked about july of 1996 this is season four episode 3b uh second part to ed good rocco bad um and here's a little bit about july of 1996 uh hotmail a free internet email service begins wow <laughs> uh we get nelson mandela announces that he will not run for re-election as president of south africa uh, the British group uh, Spice Girls released their debut single "Wannabe" in the UK. Wow, wow, eighty six. Yeah, it feels late, but 
Really late? Yeah. Oh, see, I think about like it's been twenty three years since ninety six. I'm like, oh, oh no, I had to be that's crazy sooner <laughs> or like. Yeah, I remember being a kid though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, the sixty seventh All Star Baseball game is played. The National League wins six to zero in Philadelphia. Uh, the U.S. Senate approves the ninety cent raise to the four dollar twenty five cent minimum wage. Four dollars, <laughs> Yeah, we've come a long way to what, like eight dollars. <laughs> well, the national minimum wage might be way lower. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, but this our state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I guess you're right. Um, Southern Mexico was hit that month with a six point five earthquake. Um, a Paris-bound flight TWA-800 explodes off the coast of Long Island, New York, killing all 230 on board. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, one of the, probably the most famous event from the month uh, would be the bomb that explodes at Atlanta, Atlanta Olympic Park, which killed one person and injured 110. That was at the Olympics. Mm. Uh, you don't remember? Don't remember I think that. there was just a movie. That yeah, Richard Jewell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Dolly the sheep, uh, the first oh, mammal to be cloned in Scotland is, uh, I don't know if you say born or <laughs> she's, <laughs> cloned. she's cloned. Do you know, did you know how long Dolly lived? Like no. three minutes or something. Um, I'll make a guess. Um, one week, 6.5 years. Oh, six and, a half, six and a half years. Pretty good. Pretty crazy, I yeah. I, yeah. I, I would have been with you guys. I thought, like, oh, yeah, she died right away. <laughs> really? And uh, what's the average life? You of a sheep? That. Yeah, I don't know why I'm asking <laughs> you that. Okay. I'm, I'm flattered. Good to know. <laughs> I'd say longer. Like three years. Well, maybe. Something. Well, the average life is probably very short based on, like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, (laughs) uh, TV shows to premiere in July of 1996. The Daily Show with Craig Kilborn starts. Uh, That's the only major one that I could see that started. But uh, Tales from the Crypt ends that Uh, month. Wow. Uh, Music, number one single, Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony from Cleveland. Cleveland Yep. Uh, How Do You Want It in California Love by Tupac. Mm. And You're Making Me High by Tony Braxton. Lo- love Crossroads. Love Crossroads. Yeah. Um, and then that California Love. That was Dr. Yeah. Dre on there, too. Right. right. Dr. Yeah. Dre on there, too. Two great songs. Yeah. Uh, also released uh, <laughs> other artists to release albums in July of 1996. Nas, Prince, Soul Coughing, Tonic, Red House Painter. Shout out to Kevin. Jimmy World, Fiona Apple. Uh, love that album title. Uh, A Tribe Called Quest and Sublime self-titled album, which is very... Uh, was very popular. Yeah. Wow. Santeria. And, yeah. Uh, so good month uh, for music. Movies uh, for three weeks. Independence Day. Oh. With mm. Will Smith. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Only three weeks. At the weeks? time, it, was, At the time it was definitely great. I rewatched it like three months ago, and it's just... I, mean, it's, I don't think it holds up. I don't really? Think so. I, don't think I so. think there's a lot of good things about mm-hmm. it. Uh, Jeff Pretty, Goldblum. Yeah. I like Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. He's, He's been in bad movies. Of it. Uh, I don't think I don't think it's a bad movie. Rewatch you'd, it. You'd categorize it as bad. I wouldn't uh, go that far. Maybe not. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, and then for one week, a time to kill. Hmm. Uh, also released that month, Phenomenon. Great movie. Uh, That's I'd watch that. John Travolta. John Travolta. Yeah. Uh, I always get uh, that one and Michael mixed up. So I know Michael. He's the angel. Yeah. Phenomenon. He just has powers. He. Um, I think he has like a brain tumor and it's giving him powers. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. It's 
Pretty good. Uh, Harriet the Spy, the Nickelodeon oh. uh, first original movie, is released mm. that month. Uh, Courage Under Fire, Kazam, uh, The Frighteners. Great that, yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, Joe's Apartment. Pretty <laughs> I good. Remember, I, remember, I still remember like the trailer for that movie. Yeah, it was on all the time. Uh, Kingpin came out that month. Oh, man. And what? <laughs> oh, I, I was just bowling the other week, and I was with people that had never seen it, and I was just talking about how great that movie is. I, I don't know what year uh, Big Lebowski came out, but I always like couple those in my head as Kingpin being the bad version of Big Lebowski. Um. Well, I think. I mean, they're bowling. Le- Le- I guess that's probably the only reason. <laughs> Lebowski's a masterpiece. Yes. Kingpin though is uh, like a very good '90s comedy. Mm. I don't think it's bad, yeah. but it's it's you know middling '90s comedy. Okay. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's very good. I mean, Bill Murray is so great in that role. Yeah. All right, maybe I'll give it a shot. You oh, should. you've never seen it? If I come across it, uh, no. Oh, oh yeah, my yeah, yeah. gosh! Yeah, definitely give it a shot. Uh, yeah. Um, and then <laughs> maybe the most important movie to come out that month. Multiplicity. <laughs> wow. Mm. Is this a, mm. just a coincidence? Uh, yeah. Huh. We, we didn't. We didn't. Uh, like you didn't think of this episode because <laughs> I think of, you picked this one. Um. I mean, we <laughs> we talked about it. Or I just it's, thought it's maybe a, it came up. It's in a coincidence. Re- yeah. 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 I had no idea. Um. And then video games from July of 1996. We have Nights into Dreams, which uh, is on Sega Saturn. Uh, Saturn Bomberman, which is also on Sega Saturn. Star Ocean, which was on Super Nintendo. The King of Fighters on Saturn. Bust a Move 2, available for PlayStation 1 and Saturn. And Virtua Fighter Kid for Saturn. Big month yeah. for Sega Saturn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which I've never, I've never played. Um, yeah. I, I probably did at the time a little bit, but never had one is that after the sega cd and before the dreamcast that stuff all came out within a span of like a couple years on sega so it's uh i don't know i Mm -hmm. get confused yeah well that's 2x that's a little bit about july of 1996 good good year good month i guess okay month (laughs) so Uh, should we talk about one of the best parts which is teed off yeah all right one morning early at Conglamo, <laughs> Mr. Noway summons Ed Bighead to the executive cafe, where Ed is presented with an opportunity for a promotion. All he has to do is serve as Mr. Dupet's golfing partner this weekend. Ed's only job is to make sure that Mr. Dupet wins at all costs. You play golf, Bighead? Yes, sir! Mr. Dupet's playing golf this weekend, and he needs a partner. Really? Now, this ain't a picnic, Bighead. We don't let Mr. Dupet ever lose. All you gotta do is put the ball in the air, we'll take care of the rest. You read me, buddy? I read you, pal. The next morning, the grounds crew at the Conglamo Country Club are busy pruning the greens for Mr. Dupet's arrival while Heifer goofs off mowing crop circles. Heifer ignores the calls from his walkie-talkie until his sinister-looking boss appears and screams at him to get back to work. Heifer, do you read me? Heifer, come in, Heifer. Calling Heifer. Heifer, come in! Come in! <laughs> phone home! Heifer, phone home! <laughs> uh, I really like this 
moment of Heifer ignoring <laughs> the walkie-talkie and just staring off into space. <laughs> the boss flipping out. Yeah. Uh, I also love the, well, before Heifer, I love the lounge, which is the hot tubs. The hot tubs, that was so cool. <laughs> I, that was very Very cool. swanky. Yeah. Uh, and the big buff guys that were serving them. <laughs> you like you like that part? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, but, uh, Heifer is, uh, he's just grounds crew. Yeah. Like yeah. for the, the greens. And it looks like all the grounds people are cows. Oh, I didn't. Or they were something, they were some that. type of animal and they were all the same. Yeah. Steers. I, I they must've been. Yeah. They, and you know, cause in the show, all, all the other ones are all like scrawny compared yeah. to Heifer. They look kind of just like scrawny. I guess I assumed it was a different animal. But, I don't know. Yeah. And this isn't like something that he's always worked at, right? This is just like for this episode. Yeah, this suddenly yeah. just appears in this episode. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> the boss retreats into his command center inside one of the trees as Mr. Dupet and Ed arrive on the course. As they approach the first hole, a couple of conglomo announcers begin to narrate what they expect to be another predictable game of conglomo golf. <laughs> I love these guys. Mr. Dupet steps up to the hole. Good shot! Okay, Big Head, just put her in the air. Red leader to base, come in. You guys got the pianos ready? We read you no way. We're ready up here. Okay, here's Big Head's first shot. Winds up. Oh, oh, would you look at that. Gosh, looks like a piano blew up your ball, Big Head. What's the penalty on that, Mr. No Way? That's seven strokes, sir. Oh, too bad, Big Head. Um... Yeah, it's just one of those great, like, Rocco... In the same way that Pete and Pete will just have a character appear that's, yeah. like, very memorable. These guys felt very, like, important to the episode in my memory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these announcers with, you know, maybe the funniest episode, uh, funniest lines of the episode. Yeah. Uh, this also is ri- a good example of how Rocco's Modern Life does a good job of, like, not telling you what's going on so much. Mm-hmm. Like... It was evident what was going on immediately with these guys without them explaining that they had been here every week or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just hired by Kuglama to sit there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Dupet hits his ball near the green, and when Ed swings, his ball is shot out of the sky by a piano. <laughs> Were you expecting this, Max? I was not, no. <laughs> I, I thought that was so, so good. Yeah. And it... I like that it never changed. Like yeah. I was expecting it to just be something different every time, but it was just always a piano. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was quite funny. For a long time in my memory, actually, I thought that they maybe shot different things at huh. it um, until I saw it again. And yeah, I I love the commitment to the joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> and the idea that they're wasting an entire piano, <laughs> grand every, piano. Yeah, every <laughs> golf ball. <laughs> To launch them from within inside a tree at the golf ball is the method to take. As they continue on, Ed's balls repeatedly get taken out by pianos as the announcers tirely narrate. Well, that's another great shot for Dupet. Here comes Big Ed. 
Not a bad shot. Oh, what a surprise. The ball's hit by another piano. Well, it looks like we're off to another great day at Conglomo Golf. Elsewhere, Heifer is blowing off work to get a <laughs> snack when Ed hits his ball into a vending machine. A piano soon follows, crushing Heifer underneath, and he overhears Mr. No Way and the grounds crew on the walkie-talkie. Red leader to base, you're getting a little sloppy out there. That one hit the ground. Uh, base to red leader, uh, cool your jets, boss. Ain't no way we're gonna let Big Head win. Hey! Those guys are cheating! Maybe I can help Mr. Big Head! Another, uh, perfect kind of moment here where it's like, um... It's just like a dumb, like, small transition, but it's perfect in this episode. Um, of Heifer suddenly getting involved <laughs> and wanting to <laughs> help him. Yeah. yeah, he knows Mr. Big Head. He wants to do the right thing. Yeah. His moral compass can't be denied. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, I love the boss. You know, this kind of take yeah, on um, Darth Vader. Fair oh, say. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, very, uh, we never see him again, do we? In the series? Yeah. No. I okay. think this is it. Yeah. I would have loved to see him again. And it seems, I, it seems like they would have done this quite a few times. So oh. Heifer must be new because Heifer mm. probably would have caught on to that. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. This must be a new job. Just an well, odd job for him. Well, the boss does say, I think, very quickly that, like, I'm not sure this guy's working out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he right. walks away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the next screen, Ed confidently watches his ball get blasted out of the air when Heifer appears from behind a bush and tosses a replacement ball into the hole <laughs> without anyone noticing. Let's hear it. Well, here comes Big Head. Let's keep an eye on this guy. Yeah, he's got my eye. Check that technique. The wind-up. Oops. Oh, well. Wait a second. It's in the hole! The ball is in the hole! Big Head is ripping up the lane! No, stop it, Head! <laughs> Just the pure excitement. Uh, well, f first the... You know, this is where he's asleep and he's yeah. roused. And just the excitement that something different yeah, has yeah. happened. Um, uh, and it is hilarious seeing Heifer uh, appear suddenly. <laughs> just like a drive-by, yeah. uh, nobody noticing. That's the other absurdist yeah. part, is that just nobody can figure out where the ball yeah. is coming from. <laughs> Either that or the, they play by such loose rules that they're accepting it as legal. Because clearly they're accepting... Oh, I figured they the were just... End. Except for the very end, I thought they were not seeing him. Okay. Like, they thought it was the real... In my head, they thought it was the real ball <laughs> yeah. Yeah. somehow surviving. And I also like that uh, Mr. Dupet kind of likes that Ed has sunk yeah. a putt. Yeah, yeah. Going, oh, a little. I got some competition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the crowd and the announcers are roused by this unprecedented <laughs> turn of events, while Mr. No Way and the grounds crew scramble to get things under control. At the next tee, before Ed can even hit the ball, he's crushed by a piano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just are preempting him. <laughs> While everyone is preoccupied, Heifer runs through and drops another ball into the hole. <laughs> the announcers can hardly contain themselves as Ed continues to miraculously make his shots. Before Ed can take another swing, he's pummeled by dozens of pianos, <laughs> leaving a trench around the hole. Let's see! Let's see! Did he do it? Yes! It's in the hole again! There's no stopping it, big head! He did it again! 
but Heifer hiding in the bushes slingshots a ball in, and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> yeah, I love this shot. It's just a sliver of dirt and grass with the hole, just with like a almost a yeah a ditch around yeah. it, and you know just flicks it in. <laughs> uh, I mean, what is it that's just so funny about this? It's essentially, I think you've talked about it before that Rocco kind of utilizes a lot of um, Looney Tunes type of humor. And this episode really struck me as just absurdist Looney Tunes jokes. Maybe like the most juvenile type of, um, (laughs) not that the concept of the episode is juvenile, but that the jokes are just so dumb. Oh, I (laughs) guess. Not in a bad way. I'm not saying that. No, no, no. It's, I'm trying to figure out why I do think it's so funny. I mean, it is really simple. He's just, It's like the same thing over and over. <laughs> it's but... a, yeah, an 11 minute episode where eight minutes of it is the same joke. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, they did perfectly ramp it up with each shot. Uh, <laughs> While maintaining the piano. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I loved... Uh just how good he was with that slingshot i mean it'd be hard enough with the golf club i think it'd be double as tough as like a slingshot yeah there is something funny about heifer like following them the whole way and like them not noticing him um and mr big head kind of being dragged along (laughs) oh my god he doesn't even want to win yeah that that's got to add some of the humor and the commentators like you said ramping it up yeah. every time it yeah. ha- they get more excited every time it happens it just makes it even funnier uh, yeah it's a insanely stupid yeah. concept but really funny well when they reach the 18th all ed has to do is miss the hole and mr dupet will win Trying to come up with a way to keep Ed from blowing it, Mr. No Way finally instructs him to hit the ball in the opposite direction. Okay, okay, first. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Think, 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 think. Don't worry. Okay, listen. The hole's over there. You, you hit over there. That way is bad. Never hit that way. Do you see? That's bad. You want to hit over there. So get it right. Ed does as instructed, smacking his ball into the middle of a nearby lake. And it looks as if everything has worked out for him and Conglamo. (laughs) (laughs) I love that they have this moment, too, of like, well, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a real like. There's good, no way. Good job, big head. Yeah. <laughs> but then, even that moment. Um, what's the guy who's prepping him, Mister? Um, no way. No way. He like where he rips Ed's eyes out of his socket. Like, yeah. You hit it here. <laughs> throws yeah. it into the water. Uh, it's just such a great visual of Ed being like bandaged in a wheelchair. <laughs> in a wheelchair. <laughs> well, that was one of my favorites. Uh, I love that his each of his hairs were all wrapped in bandages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so they're really excited about the success yeah uh, it seems as though uh <laughs> all's gone well yeah but as the grounds crew celebrates and mr no way congratulates mr big Hat, a hand reaches under the water and catches the ball slowly rising from the depths in a flying ride on mower heifer raises the ball high and flies it across the course <laughs> <laughs> and uh <laughs> 
and Mr. No Way, well, Mr. No Way especially starts freaking out when he sees him. This sequence goes on for a very long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it felt very long. <laughs> the grounds crew targets Heifer with every piano they have, destroying the golf course in the process. But Heifer manages to dodge them all, and he tosses the ball into the hole. It's in the air! Wet, wet, wet! But as he's flying to victory, a piano nails his mower, and he loses control. He crashes it into the grounds crew's tree, and it sinks into the earth. Uh, I love this moment, too, of the tree sinking. The way it sinks like it's water. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's just a cool <laughs> visual. Yeah, it is cool. Mr. Dupac congratulates Ed on a good game, but he doesn't offer him the promotion. As Ed stammers in disbelief, Mr. Noway bashes him over the head with a bag of golf clubs. Afterward, a ship lands outside one of Heifer's crop circles, and the aliens ask, Who keeps writing this stuff? <laughs> Boy, it's uh, it just flies by. Yeah. Too. I mean, that, that Heifer scene I noticed it felt like it was a while, but... It, um... <laughs> In, in, in total, it, it felt very easy to watch. Yeah. It just flew around. Oh, yeah. And the final scene is like, it's long, but it's action-packed. Oh, yeah. Every moment of it. Yeah. They keep pan- uh, cutting to different places that the pianos are. Like, yeah. kind of, uh, <laughs> in space. Yeah. That's great. I did, uh, I will say, for stray observations, I attempted a watch where I counted the pianos. Oh. oh but man. that uh, heifer scene... It, it was just oh, impossible. Oh, so yeah. They don't, were all uh, don't get your hopes up. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, you know, I was thinking about, like, what what we were just talking about, which is what makes this so funny. There is something, I think, maybe just about golf. There, uh, yeah. I was thinking about all the things in my life that I've enjoyed. I mean, Happy Gilmore, of course, and Caddyshack are very famous examples of easy to watch, and I think golf being part of that. Yeah. But even my earliest... I don't know if you remember, uh, I may have talked about this on here before, but I had these um, Little Rascal tapes, Yeah. and there's an episode uh, called Divot Diggers, <laughs> where the Little Rascals go to the golf course, and uh, their, their monkey, Elmer, keeps stealing the ball yeah. out of the holes, and I watched this episode, I mean, I feel like weekly. <laughs> I don't know why it made me so happy, but something about watching episodes on a golf course yeah. feels... And I don't like golfing. I, I well, I've, I don't mind it, but I, I, I don't look forward to yeah. it. So it's not as if being on the course resonates with me, but uh, things about golf do. I was thinking about this earlier today because I realized, like, I love golf episodes and baseball episodes most of the time, but I don't care about them all at all in real life. Um, and I think maybe it has something to do with its summer, usually. Mm. And it's outside and sunny. Yeah. It's just like a, I don't know, something about that, like, green Yeah, feels like <laughs> you're looking at an ocean or something. It's yeah. just has that similar effect. I mean, what's beautiful about golf is that it's unlike any other sport because you are literally on these beautiful green plains that have been, like, uh, torn out in in woods you know so like you're always in nature and you're just always surrounded by trees and just the nicest grass you'll ever see anywhere so i think maybe uh you know it's a peaceful it's a peaceful uh watch yeah i'd uh maybe i don't know i'd I'd like to think it adds something to it It does add something to it 
I'd like to walk across a golf course, like just <laughs> without through playing. it without actually. Yeah, yeah, without well, actually I playing. always like going with people, yeah. but not necessarily. What always what always happened, especially in high school when I'd go with my dad or you know different people. My dad's an avid golfer, uh, although he's not like in love with golf, but he just goes and he plays. Yeah. And he always tried to encourage me to do it, and I would go out. And inevitably, every time I went, I feel by hole eight or nine, I would just stop. And then they would notice. And they'd be like, oh, aren't you going to, aren't you going to, you know, go? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'll just ride in the cart. <laughs> this is better. They like watching it. And I would, you know, I'd bring camera and photograph. And, but, uh, Wow. So that's a long way of saying I agree. I'd rather just ride around a golf course than or walk around a golf course. You think your dad was like in this situation of having to like apologize in <laughs> in a sense to his friends, like, oh boy, this Um I think I only went once with his friends and I think I played through that one. So oh, it would have been like me, my brother in laws, and my dad. Yeah. And I didn't care what they thought. Yeah, yeah. So sure. uh, <laughs> But um it was always the same. My first two drives were always amazing. So everybody would get real excited and be like, see, Joey, like, you got you to play more. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd feel kind of good about myself. And then whatever, for whatever reason, this happens in bowling too to me, hole three or four, just yeah. like almost can't get it off the tee. Mm. I'm like, okay, well. I think it's that trying. Like as you get further in, you start to try. You, and you're thinking you, about. Yeah, you do a little good and you're like, oh, maybe if I try a little bit, yeah. I'll do even better. And then you slowly <laughs> go downhill. <laughs> all right, I overthink mechanics. I'm like, oh, well, that first shot was so good. What did yeah, I do? Yeah. And then mm. it's all in the window. It's all between the ears. <laughs> That's why you're so good, Max. <laughs> maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe you like the episodes in the movies because it's a shorter time frame that you have to be hmm. at this uh you know golfing situation that because de- i mean yeah if you're playing 18 holes it. it's going to be four to five hours yeah. and that's, all, it's a long time although all these things that i enjoy even happy gilmore pokes fun at the absurdity of like grown men taking themselves so seriously doing yeah, this very thing. True, yeah not that and i'm not i'm guess not saying that because i think it's a great hobby I, it's i've seen it but uh, there is something also very funny of like Happy Gilmore getting on a course and be like, you know, what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> um, hmm. Well, great episode. Yeah, uh, very good. <laughs> uh, should we talk about some of the extra stuff that went into it? Sure. Hi, this is Bios, Trivia, Ratings, and Stray Observations. Uh, I didn't look at anybody who voice acted in this episode huh. because we've already taken a look at all of uh, them. Um, but I did take note that the music was by Pat Irwin, who okay. at one time was part of the B-52s from 1989 to 2008. Um, he's also done music for Tales from the Dark Side, Pepper Ann, Kablam, SpongeBob, mm. Bored to Death, and uh, Rock Was Modern Life, Static Cling. Wow. I think uh, it's quite prevalent. I think I mentioned him once because I so desperately want an oh. audio file of um, the. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. I just can't find it anywhere. If anybody out there can get me an audio file of that Rocco background music, I'd be forever grateful. Hmm, Email well, us at the Orange Couch Podcast at gmail dot <laughs> <laughs> Could probably track down Pat Irwin. He has, I think, 
I went to his website and there that file is or um the song is there but you can't download it huh like you can stream but not download oh yeah. i see can you uh Might record it on your phone or is that illegal it's legal it'll just sound like john it's not what you want Might be yeah. able to get it off of there somehow yeah someone help me get this nice <laughs> mic <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, I took a look at the writer Derek Dry- Dryman. Um, he hasn't done a ton. Uh, he wrote, but I just noted that he wrote um, ro- a lot on Rocco, a lot on Cat Dog, uh, a bunch on Camp Laszlo, which makes sense. Uh, and then he has done pretty much everything on um, SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, he's been there since the beginning. He's been part of the movies. Um, so he's just kind of a. I think that's his thing now since. Hmm. The 90s has been Spongebob. Hmm. So, uh, but a heck of a well-written episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seriously, it was. Uh, trivia? Yeah, I got a few things. Um, Heifer, of course, phones home, uh, like E.T. <laughs> um, the ground crew's boss, of course, is uh, Darth Vader-like. Uh, the tune from Close Encounters of the Third Kind can be heard briefly huh. at the beginning of the final scene. Uh, wow. With the aliens. Oh, okay. Um, and Heifer's look and the bombing scene seems to reference uh, the Belushi Spielberg movie 1941. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. Well, I think I think you mentioned everything. Uh, you know, uh, we mentioned the E.T. thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is, we should say, uh, an episode with very little Rocco. Yeah. Uh, uh, three seconds of screen time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I didn't even... And he doesn't say a line. He's just screaming when it shows up. Yeah. I didn't even think about it until he appeared. And I'm assuming that's the effect they were going for. Yeah. Rocco doesn't necessarily need Rocco to work, which is, uh, you know, saying a lot about big head and heifer and filbert yeah i was trying to think of other episodes that didn't feature rocco and the only ones that immediately came to mind were the bloaty and squirmy ones yeah uh which i actually often do feature rocco but (laughs) there are there are other episodes that i think he's in but not prominently like the lounge singer i think that's pretty much filbert's episode yeah um Anyway, it, it, the show works without him, which is and equ- equally as well either way, so it's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 And Heifer and Big Head are a great pairing. <laughs> they are great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, is Ed ever aware prior... Is he aware before the other people that it's Heifer, or no? I don't think I don't so, think right? I don't believe so. No, no. He's just oblivious. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, he is great. Like, their dynamic is like the uh, Mr. Big Head being the annoyed angry guy and heifer being the totally like super annoying but doesn't even know how annoying person he is yeah usually uh strap observations uh did you catch what the conglomo executive executive cafe logo is Ooh, oh the logo yeah like the little see, words underneath um there's an actual picture that you can see both at at the beginning of the episode and at the end on the um grates like outside no it's a martini ah wow i missed that totally that's good oh um 
Did you, uh, when Heifer was in the plane, uh, did you see what replaced the cigar that uh, a pilot would be chopping? Oh, a uh, candy bar? Yeah, candy bar. I thought that was great. Yeah, that was clever. Uh, the opening card, uh, I've stated before, I'm a huge fan of the opening yeah. art cards for Rocco. Uh, you happen to remember what the opening card was an image of? Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you got it? Was it a golf ball on a tee? No. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. But it was somebody's head? Yeah. It was his head? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't write that down. <laughs> Speaking of art, uh, shout out to Brett Wilson. Yeah. resident artist and uh, just great illustrator. Uh, hopefully you caught his work. Uh, really captures that bright green and red of the episode with Ed on the T. Pianos in the background. Just beautiful. Uh, Ed says he's set to get promoted from what job to what job? I think it was bottle cap twister? Or no, inspector? Mm. Kind of. He went from checking the bottle caps to he was going to go to putting the caps on the bottles. Oh, gotcha. okay. That was good. Yeah. Uh, the penalty for a piano hitting the ball, do you remember what it was? Oh, sure. Uh, it was seven strokes. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about um, at the golf course when the Darth Vader guy enters the tree fortress, how, how does he open it? Uh, you know it? Yeah, but... Oh, um, all right, he pulls on the squirrel's tail. Yeah. yeah. And was yeah. That, that was a live squirrel. I'm not mistaken. See, I thought, was it? I thought it was me. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, feeling a little blue, Mr. No Way asks Ed to do this for him. I, are you looking for a quote? Uh, no, just what he does. To lose? No, no. I don't know. He oh, he rubs his feet. Tickles. Tickles his feet. Oh. Um, so there is a, uh, a professional golfer who became more well-known for his commentary after mm. he retired and became a broadcaster. And it was definitely who the uh, the man with the accent was re- resembling. Like the Scottish? Yep, yeah, Scottish of... accent. Huh. Do you know the name of this person? No clue. No? I'm really famous? Pretty, I mean, he's famous from being a broadcaster and being like uh, funny. He, he was the broadcaster on the, the Tiger Woods uh, video game. No, I don't know. David Faraday. Uh, oh, yeah, that name sounds familiar. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. That's that insider golf knowledge yeah. I like. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's what I bring to the table. <laughs> um, what color is Ed's tee? Are you doing that because it's easier? No, because oh. I, oh. I didn't even know. think of it. White? <laughs> red. It's red. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Um, there's a, like, canisters on the Darth Vader guy's back. Mm-hmm. Did you catch what's in these canisters? Bug be gone? Yep. yep. Uh, how many, like, minions were working for the Darth <sighs> Vader boss? I want to mm. say six. I want to say three on the side. Five. Uh, ten. Wow. Four, four at yeah. the front panel, and then three on each side. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the name of the area where the vending machines are stored? Um, snack. Something with snacks. Uh, I I didn't write it down. I do not have it. 
Snack Shack. Snack Shack. <laughs> I almost guessed that just out of, uh, you know, it seems like it would be the right answer. Yeah, almost. But I did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you catch Mr. No Way's code name over the walkie talkies? Oh, man. Uh, it's another Star Wars reference. Mm -mm. Red Leader. Oh, Red Leader. Yeah. Um, did you catch the number of holes that appear on the bunker screen hmm. under the tree? No, good Maybe. observation. Eleven. Eleven holes. Oh, wow. Um, besides the golf course, well, Max mentioned this, but uh, pianos are also shot from these two places. Trees? No. Well, yes, but... Oh. I don't know. Besides, the, no. Uh, a ship? Yeah, like a, some sort of like aircraft oh, carrier. Yeah, yeah. Um, and finally, how many flying saucers were there at the end? Two? I want to say three again when I just said three. That. You got it. Oh, okay. You got it. Two aliens? Yep. Okay. Cool. That's good. Um, well, ratings for this episode uh, IMDb gives this a 7.9 out of 10. Wow. Uh, Remember, that's lumped together with a, a oh, good yeah, recommend. Yeah. Uh, Still, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, TV.com, 9.3 out of 10. That's good. So out of five Oops. Kreb stars, what did you give Teed Off? I give it a four and a half. Uh, great episode. Top tier episode. Mm. Um, one of the best, uh, like, one-off story episodes, like, you know, has nothing to do with anything else. Um, just so well paced, um, like written amazingly for having almost nothing happen. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> really impressively done. It felt like they were like having fun making this episode. Yeah, like they were just in the thick of doing this show and <laughs> showing off with this one. I bet you they watched Divot Diggers. <laughs> um yeah i i mean i'd also give it four four and a half four four and a half i'd give it um, four and a half <laughs> yes yeah um i mean the scenes that really stuck with me were uh, the beginning where they're in that executive lounge they're in the the jacuzzis um like right when we get to the golf course i noticed how awesome that uh mower looked and i was like man that's a really cool looking mower and then like <laughs> At the very end, you see it, like, the blades are actually, like, you know, helping it fly. Um, and then that scene with the, where he's bandaged and they throw the eyes. Just a lot of memorable scenes. Um, I'd give it a five if, um, you know, some of those holes that they were playing, where they had it teed up and the hole was, like, five feet away. So that's that's all I could really say. Oh. <laughs> but that's also, you know. That's, that's a little nitpicking. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, well, I gave this a 4.75. Wow. Um, basing that off of, uh, I gave Cabin Fever a four and a half. Uh. And I love Cabin Fever, but I like this one just a little bit more. And, uh, it's, it's really funny. It's, yeah. it's been 20, 24 years and it's just as funny <laughs> as it was when I saw it when I was a kid. So, um, yeah. Highly recommend it if you've not watched... Because, like you mentioned last week, it feels like an episode that doesn't get mentioned a lot. Yeah. And the higher tier Rocco's. Um, and I'm not sure if that's true or not. Uh, I'm not sure anybody's talking about Rocco. Um, <laughs> 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 but, 
but uh, I'd highly recommend anybody who hasn't watched Tidoff to to do so. Uh, all right, would you like to name the episode? Would, would anybody yeah. like? No, nope. let's do it. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Uh, I called this one Golf War. Golf War. Oh, okay. Like that's good. Golf. War. Oh, you know what I mean? okay. It's like Star Wars. <laughs> no, like uh, like the Golf War. Like Golf War, but you, Golf uh, War. <laughs> sure. <laughs> 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 well, you understand why my head went to Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that's Golf good. War. Okay. Good. Okay. Uh, mine is. Gimme less hazards. Hmm. Gimme less hazards. Gimme being oh, when yeah. the ball is very close to the hole and I'm not going to put it in. It's a gimme. <laughs> and then hazards being a water hazard or a you know a hazard on the yeah. course. Hazards being the pianos flying in. So yeah, I really thought about that one. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm between two here. Oh, well, give them both. You want both? Sure. Well, give us. I'm leaning towards one, okay, so I'll give you both. But uh, okay, so I have fairway frog, and I have in the hole. Okay, and those are both pretty good. I like one better. I think you, should I say? Yeah, I like fairway frog better. That's where I was going. As That's well. what I was leaning towards. Okay, it All feels right. like a Looney Tunes title. Yeah, uh, like really appropriate to this episode. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll go fairway frog then. That's good. All right, go around again. Uh, golf war. <laughs> Got it now. Uh, <laughs> give me less hazards. Give me less hazards. That's good too. And fairway frog. We'll post those as always, and you can vote on Twitter. Uh, we are very lucky indeed because we have another submission from our friend Kenny. Uh, every once in a while, Kenny sends us an audio in support of the episode we're talking about. And he has decided to do just that for teed off. And I think, as you're going to find out here, it's uh, insightful beyond what my brain is capable of. Um, so are you guys ready for a brand new uh, segment of Kenny's Corner? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Climax of Bong Joon-ho's 2019 film Parasite, which sharply portrays the harsh divide between the rich and the poor, takes place in the backyard of the wealthy Park family. One of the most striking elements to me of the composition of these scenes is the vibrance of the greenness of the grass in the yard. Since seeing it, I occasionally catch myself adrift in thought, dreaming about the lushness of the grass in these scenes. These dreams are no doubt at least partly induced by my intimate proximity to a golf course. I recently moved into a house that I share with a few roommates, and outside my bedroom window is the view to a bright green fairway. As a result, I find myself thinking about golf disproportionately for someone who doesn't actively play or watch the sport. At least not anymore. For about a year as a kid, around the time when Rocco was in my regular diet of media ingestion, I played golf with fair recursion, until my mother got sick, when it abruptly and totally fell to the wayside of my consciousness. And now... Bad drives land errant golf balls into our backyard with such frequency that my roommate has filled up a huge basket of them, 
and half-jokingly displays it in the living room as a conversation piece. All this to say, golf has re-entered my purview, and I reckon with it on a daily basis. The sport has historically imposed blockades on socioeconomic classes, whether you consider the exclusivity of country clubs with their courses, or even the PGA, who only removed its Caucasians-only clause from its bylaws in 1961. And while luminaries have made strides in breaking the public image of these barriers, the ethos of segregation is still baked into the DNA of the game. For these reasons, golf makes the perfect backdrop for an episode of Rocco, a show by which its very title claims seeks to depict modern life. And who better for the subject of this episode than Ed Bighead, the ultimate prototypical curmudgeonly cog in the grand corporate contraption. Ed is completely disposable at his job, and everyone at Conglamo, including Ed, is well aware of this. When Mr. No Way picks Ed from behind a wall on a ceiling-mounted conveyor belt full of corporate lackeys for the task of sandbagging Mr. Dupet in a round of golf, the choice would seem almost superfluous were it not for Ed's apparent spinelessness in his role and the notable pathetic nature of the role itself. For anyone with experience working in corporate America, I ask, who among us? Would you please bring me Ed Big Head? Yes, sir. Ah, Big Head, just the man I was looking for. Sorry, Mr. No Way, it won't happen again. No, no, Big Head, I just want to talk with you. What do you do for the company, Big Head? <clears throat> well, um, I check all the caps on all the bottles. Never one to stick with the trade. In this episode, Heifer is employed as a gardener for the same golf course on which Ed and Mr. Dupet will be teeing off. Representing here as the unsung champion of quote-unquote low-skilled labor, Heifer also adds an element of chaos to the story, engaging in active subterfuge against corporate interests. This is much to the chagrin of his boss, who has more than a passing resemblance to Darth Vader, who, now with Star Wars being under the umbrella of the Walt Disney Company, is coincidentally an icon of corporate rule. Heifer! Uh, I was just taking a little break. Heifer! Okay, okay! Heifer here, going back to work. Over. I don't think that guy's working out. Which brings us to Mr. Dupet himself the Satsuma-in-Chief with characteristically orange hair, whose bombastic idiocy is only vested by his swarms of identical yes-men, who would stop at nothing to cheat for him. This must be an old joke I've heard before. Gosh, looks like a piano blew up your ball, Big Head. What's the penalty on that, Mr. No Way? That's seven strokes, sir. Oh, too bad, Big Head. With all the pieces in play, the stage is set for the game to unfold. The invisible guiding hand of writer Tim Hill sets in motion Heifer's triumphant turn here as Gardener Supreme, vesting Conglamo's omnipotent, twisted corporate forces, armed with nothing more than the awesome power of fighting for what's right and simple belief in one's neighbor. And one radical flying lawnmower to boot, of course. Heifer shines in this episode in his and Ed's victory, and graciously for the viewer, Ed keeps his job anyway. But let's face it, considering Mr. Dupet, that could have easily gone either way. Teed Off is outrageous, creative, resonant through the ages, and in the zany new rules of the year 2020, in some ways realer than reality. It's Rocco's modern life at its best. As I've gotten older, the themes explored in Rocco strike deeper chords with me as I can more easily spot their real-world counterparts when they come up in adulthood. Last July, I got a job in another state at a small company in the midst of the transition of being absorbed by an international conglomerate. With each passing day, I can feel the changes taking place, and Conglamo seems less and less like a joke in a cartoon. 
There are people there who have been in that building for decades, and I'm seeing corporate mandates rattle even those with the strongest constitution. And yet, when you consider the spectrum of income in America, let alone the world, we're lucky to even be there. When you get right down to it, Rocco's modern life is really an exploration of the dream of American middle class, and in so viewing, a reckoning of one's own place in the hierarchy of modern life. This past Christmas, to my complete surprise, one of my oldest friends gave me one of the most extravagant gifts I've received in recent memory, a new PlayStation. And of the hundreds of games I could have chosen to dive into on the platform, I found myself drawn foremost to the game Everybody's Golf. It was on sale during the holiday, after all, and with online play, I found it a great medium through which to catch up with friends now in three separate time zones. Sometimes when I'm able to catch a breath at work, I'll think about Everybody's Golf, and the time I spend playing it with my friends. I'll laugh to myself recalling our conversations I hold fondly, and if I'm lucky, I'll lose myself in the visions of the vibrance of the greenness of the grass. Well, uh, incredible. Yeah, quite a take. That's... <laughs> intimidating you, that was great are you ready to change your crub stars to five <laughs> i think so yeah. um uh, that's uh, i love that he lives right outside a golf course that's great yeah, yeah. <laughs> just being like he said being forced to reckon yeah with something you're not interested yeah. in on a daily basis <laughs> um but really yeah. insightful just thinking about the episode in a way that i'm not sure uh, I have the brain capacity to approach. Yeah. <laughs> is he a writer? Is Kenny a writer? Yeah. I don't know. He should be. Yeah. That's well, really thoughtful. Yeah, I, he should be a critic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, that type of analysis is, I think, uh, I, I'd almost want to just read any thought he had on any piece of media. Yeah, but, um, definitely. That's really cool that he just... Uh, I don't know, has that same connection to these shows. Everybody has this, like, really deep, weird connection sometimes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. To an, it's cool. To the, yeah, to think about Kenny having kind of this feeling about teed off, yeah. right? You know, season four of Rocco, just this random segment. Uh, you know, it's Nickelodeon, I think, kind of at its best. The, these episodes that really resonate through decades. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, well, we hope to hear from you again, Kenny. For sure. Yeah. Uh, should we check out an email? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, our first email here is from Levi, uh, and he says, Happy New Year, BOC. Hope you all had a good time. This is my second time emailing you guys because I really wanted to sound the air horn. No word on it yet, but Legends of the Hidden Temple is coming back, only this time it's an adult version. We, talk, we talked a little bit about that. Uh, the uh, 10 minute app, Quibi. I think it's called something like that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, still loving this podcast. It's my favorite. Been listening to it again all over from the beginning and still laughing. And wanted to add a few more favorite lines to the list, even though mine and my wife's favorite will always be, Hit me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, These aren't in any specific order. Number one, a baby's gotta do what a baby's gotta do. Uh, Two, how dare you? The purple hippo from Rocco. Did you have that one on your list? On your long list? Yeah, I don't no? remember for sure. No. Oh, okay. Three, that smell. A kind of smelly smell. A smelly smell that smells 
smelly. That is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number four, move it football head. And my favorite, gaze into my nipples of the future. <laughs> also Rocco. Yeah. Uh, can't wait to hear what you guys what you guys plan on talking about next. Uh, and Andrew, congratulations on your book. Oh wow, thanks. Yeah. Very really cool. nice, Levi. Yeah. Um, uh, this one comes from Terrence Lee. They say, Hello. After listening for a couple of years, I finally decided to drop you guys a line. You all do a great job. I used to think that I was champion of 90s Nickelodeon, but I have to bow down to you all. There's a lot I could write about, but I want to keep this short. Two points, both of them related to Bus Driver Stew. (laughs) (laughs) One, any stew is good stew, and Yellow Fever is great, but Das Bus is his tour de force. Mm, Very good, yeah. And two, I can't believe that Nickelodeon and makers of Pete and Pete were forward-thinking as to have an interracial couple in Stew and Sally. This was in 1993-94. No one was doing this. It's rare today, and when it is done, there's much trumpeting about it. This was played completely normal. The fact that you guys haven't mentioned it only proves my point. As for my first point, Carrot Top Judas, thou has forsaken me. <laughs> Sincerely, Terrence Lee. Uh, das Bus, yes, that's uh, yeah. that's one we'll have to get to. Um, interesting point. Yeah. Um, I guess it didn't even occur to me. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I thought of it. I don't know why we didn't bring it up. Um, I just, it does feel like super, nor- like, it's not mentioned in the episode or anything. It's not like uh, a lot of attention is drawn to it. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, I mean, Sally's always just, their relationship is always played for a joke. Yeah. Um, but even when I was a kid, it didn't strike me as odd. No. Um, and yeah, I guess that is really progressive of Pete and Pete, just yeah. to throw it out there as, you know, yeah, this, yeah. this is normal. Um, yeah, I think Nickelodeon really did a good job with that stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Terrence. Uh, really great to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, Das Bus, we'll, we'll get to it. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Great emails. (laughs) It's just one of my two cents. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, that wraps up Teed Off. Uh, I'm glad we, we finally got to it. Um, but I think the main event is coming here in february i mean just february is gonna be i I can't i'm i'm like podtober level excited for february i mean we're still doing our one episode a week we're not overloading but uh how are we starting february uh it's a big one we're talking the entire sixth season of are you afraid of the dark yeah wow uh i think this is the first real dive into it for both of us definitely we didn't um, even include it um on our best or worst yeah, are you afraid yeah. the dark episodes and it definitely could have maybe had some spots on the worst. Definitely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there are some surprises in there uh definitely uh i think there's some highlights that i wasn't <laughs> expecting um and i do remember a few of these episodes yeah. when we were younger i think Just like barely. the first few yeah um but some of these were brand new to me me too and weird <laughs> uh so i think we'll be talking all within one episode our favorite episodes of season six yeah our least favorite yeah. um we'll, we'll figure out how we want to rank it but uh all things season six and we will be calling uh we'll have a new call that segment with uh, our buddy and illustrator brett wilson who is you know 
deeply involved in the universe of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And uh, I think he was excited that we're finally getting into these kind of neglected seasons. And so, uh, you know, we definitely want to get his thoughts on kind of what stands out to him. Yeah. Too. Um, so that'll be fun. Are You Afraid of the Dark Season 6, Max? Uh, I think I might have seen a few. Uh, I, maybe. Maybe when we were watching... Oh, you know what? I think we started because... Melissa was on your episode with uh, oh, Worst. Yes. I think we started with that, and then you guys decided. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> so. But you like virtual pets. I mean, it's okay to say. What's it? I, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, well, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. Email us like uh, Levi and Terrence did at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Podbean. You can find us on the iTunes. Leave us a review. That's really helpful. Uh, and um, I think that's it. Uh, Max, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Thank you, guys. Always so fun coming by the office and, and hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see you guys next episode. Don't let me die in America. Don't let me die in America. Can I can I just add a little something? Sure. Um, you asked me what my least favorite job was. Yes. And this doesn't have to stay in the audio, but uh, you're worried that your former Giant Eagle bosses. <laughs> no, I worked at Giant Eagle, and I was a cashier and a bagger of groceries. And for some reason, this one day, um, they somebody took a poop in the uh, urinal, <laughs> and they asked me to remove the turd from the urinal. Wow. Like. So I had to go get gloves. And, <laughs> and like, I had to remove a turd from so the So you did it, though. I did it. That's probably why they asked That's, you. They thought yeah. you were going to do it. But yeah, that was... I'll always remember that. So. <laughs> that, was the worst, that was the worst like thing you ever did at a job? Um, No. I mean, working in a call center, I'd probably... I don't know. They're, hand, they're both the same. No, I mean, picking up the poop. Yeah, like I'd... I think I'd rather take the turd out of the urinal than like be at a call center. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. But that's not for the podcast. <laughs> right. You want me to put that after? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs>